What do you mean by live? Genuine live? Yes. We're broadcasting. Hello, radio! <laughs> Hello, Spotify. Welcome back to your fully uploaded, as expected, uh, show. And uh, four and a half seconds in, Tom has already given me the finger across the webcam. Um, yeah, don't worry. I am back from my holiday and I had a lovely, lovely time Um other than the exact moment of uh, Bez, I think I've broken it. Um, so, but once once we had that going, um, things were all good in the hood. The and um, the quake has been and gone successfully. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at. And obviously, it is just going to be Tom and I this evening. Um, so welcome, Tom. How are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. At least I'm man enough to turn up and and you know take the ribbing, unlike Greg. Yeah, not only not only is Greg not man enough to turn up and take the ribbing, he has actually fled the country once again. Um, going by his Instagram, approximately 18 hours ago, he was somewhere above a desert. But other than that, who knows? Who knows? But you know. As we record this, the 007 film is about to come out. So there's a guy who could find him if we had to. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Not others. Not others. Some blame to be shared around. I don't think anyone, anyone could do that. Yeah, <laughs> there's blame to be shared around. <laughs> Greg has disappeared. The Invisible Man. Um, <laughs> so, oh dear. Yes. Um, well, on the subject of me being back, you were also back playing football at the weekend at the Granite City Quake yeah. in Aberdeen. Was it nice to be back on the field, Tom? It was a pleasure to watch your first snap. Do you know what? It was It was a lot more fun than I remember it being. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was uh, a lot of fun. And uh, it was the tournament itself was excellent as well. As your uh, teammate, I don't know if I should be offended or not by the fact that it's more fun than you remember. I mean, no one you haven't played for a while and you sit there and you think, man, I was I was okay-ish maybe once, but now it's like, I'm pretty bad. And you go on, it's like, actually, no, this is fun. Still got it. It was good. Catching, catching, some, catching some passes, running downhill, as Greg likes to say. Yeah, downhill um, runner. There wasn't much change of directions happening. <laughs> but no, um, it was really, really good fun. I... I yeah, was loving playing for Hitches. I um, love watching some of the football I got to watch. Um, honestly, and then there was a few surprise appearances. Um, my favourite being you, obviously. Obviously, turning up randomly out the out the blue. <laughs> then my next favourite was uh, Callum Young, who. I assumed wasn't making it because he wasn't there to start the game, but he was there at the end. Yeah, Callum Young doing Callum Young things, turning up halfway through the first game. Um, so yeah, always good, always good to see. Um, and the fact that like absolutely just, not, not, not one person on our team seemed to take that um, as like a surprise was just like the. It just sums up Callum Young. The fact that his own team are just like, oh, don't worry, he'll be here. Um, 
It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. And um, so um, I, I know we don't do sponsors on this show, or not sensible ones, but um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a chance since hopefully a lot of people listen to this were there. Uh, Bridge Street would uh, sent an absolute huge thank you to everyone for just one of their best nights they've had in a long time. And also I would like to thank from, on, I suppose, I'll try and claim on behalf of the Oil Cats for what was a what was an excellent weekend. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you very much for everybody who came, who came and for, for uh, also we went out and enjoyed the food and the drinks. And I think we filled up an entire floor of a bar, which was excellent. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of good um like good, like good chat come back out of the um the 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 Saturday night the Saturday night kind of um what was it the recovery session the rec- all the recovery that was going on <laughs> in uh, in the Bridge Street Social Club um, people seemed to really enjoy um so yeah because people had so much fun I've already pitched hosting the. The tournament next year at the weekend that the clocks change so we can get an extra hour of recovery in um no one has taken me seriously on that offer yet but i i see i think it's out proper out of the box thinking i think that's next level you know planning ahead i mean we're we're all about the best quality of football so the longer everyone has to recover exactly exactly or i think as we i think we said in one of the facebook posts more beer more better yeah more beer more better yeah Drink more, play less. That's what it's all about, right? Stay hydrated. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so all in all, um, uh, the the first the first tournament, the first indoor tournament back, as far as I know, in the UK, definitely in Scotland, um, although only by a matter of weeks, as um, we will get to later on in the show. Um, there will be indoor football played once again later in the year. Um, but despite the, you know, the the apprehension of at least the organizing committee of what we would do if somebody was like, oh, guys, um, it seems to have so far gone off, gone off without a, without a hitch. Um, ASV were, were great and super accommodating. And I think it showed off pretty good venue we've definitely got stuff that we would try and improve on for for next time out but hopefully next time out we won't be under this um umbrella of watching restrictions change <laughs> um and hoping that the, the event can actually be held um and i think that bodes well for for later in the year assuming that you know assuming that things all go well um and stay hopefully as relatively okay as they are that um flagging your year the bet the next big event on the mixed calendar um should should be good to go down and down at tory glen can't wait it's gonna be good it's gonna be good um and i think we're still yeah we're still waiting on team announcements there so as far as i'm aware the the brackets are all pretty much full and uh, there might be one youth team spot still open um but i think the adult the adult sections are all now full um so that's always quite exciting um and we'll look forward to the um the updates on who's going to be playing there and the same with iron man as well which will be just a little bit later on um 
it's going to be a busy a busy start to the year though tom because we're going to have the marathon game shoved in there as well on super bowl weekend um, <laughs> oh, goodness me um how, so, yeah how many hours of football is that going to be in uh so that's obviously 20, 24 hours non-stop and then i guess 905 905 three 905s with one with with two maybe three games every half an hour um so quite a lot quite a lot of football going on um yeah but let's get back to the football that has been and basically tear our own our own picks apart so i sent a little message in while being on holiday and said that i thought the outlaws and the sharks were my two picks to to make the final um i don't think i sent a winner in i think i just sent those the two picks in no um none of us were brave enough to pick a winner no one picked a winner no one picked a winner um so i think i might have jinxed the outlaws a bit because i did tell them on saturday morning that they were my pick to win it um (laughs) although i'll be on i did actually forget the broncos were going um well i thought they were going i just kind of thought that with the struggle that every single other hnc team had had getting a team together that they would be similarly affected um i was wrong um they had a you know a great team a great team show up um and obviously went on to went on to win it um so yeah i mean that was good but we got the top four to claim it. didn't we we did across the four of us across the three of us we got the top well, four we, in the wrong order we got three we got three of the top four between the three of us okay um we all picked one of each other's teams but i mean we should we should know better broncos they just they come to Aberdeen to win games yeah they do come to Aberdeen to win games <laughs> it's their thing isn't it it's their thing yeah <laughs> that's actually a really good point i actually don't i'm trying to think of the rare times that I've played for teams that have beaten the Broncos and I actually don't maybe one of them was in Aberdeen I think every other game we played them somewhere else and it's, it's yeah. been a while it's yeah been quite a while that's a really good point I hadn't actually noticed that but yeah the um the Broncos are better have a better probably have a better win record in Aberdeen than Aberdeen do um like the Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger versus the Browns thing um <laughs> um yeah, so that's, that's, that, yeah. On, on Saturday, Broncos came in, won their first game. Outlaws came in, won their first game. It took us till game two. It took us until 10 till 10.30 matchup for us to have our first tie of the quake, which means that we have now gone back to back quakes with ties. Um, although I don't think any will beat the uh, Mud Bowl record, which I think was four ties, of which three of them contained the Aberdeen Silvercats. Um, yeah. Which was I, think just actually, I, think, I think they had the best record of everyone. I think they had a nil-nil tie. Yeah, they did. It was nil-nil. Um, they had a nil-nil with Carnegie, and they had a 7-7 with Rexies uh, in the mud. That, um, that's still one of my favourite ever games to have watched um, for one particular moment um, in the Mud Bowl quake um, <laughs> was when Eli um, Rory from the Silver Cats lined up against Ross Dawkins from the uh, Carnegie uh, King. I know they were, the, they were Carnegie, not, not Kings at the time. They were Carnegie at and, the time. Um, the artists formerly known yeah, as Carnegie. And, <laughs> and um, 
then Ross like, I'm going to pick you up. I'm going to pick you up. And Eli said, then, nah, it's not going to happen. And then the the ball got snapped and Ross just bear hugged him and lifted him off about two foot in the air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good flags. Yeah, that good makes flags. me chuckle. So. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it's always a good chuckle. It's always a good chuckle. Um, uh, yeah, it was good to see. And obviously, the Kings were the Kings were in attendance, and they they got out to. Uh, there's there's a pretty good, pretty good, uh, pretty good show. And over the weekend, obviously, they were missing um, most of the names that we would usually associate with the Kings. But um, obviously, it was still good to see uh, Tree under center and and the rest of the the Purple Clan. Um, but yeah, no no. No Callum, no Craig, and no Brandon, who was playing for Flag and Ball Z, who were the other side of the 13-13 all tie with uh, Rexy's Midnight Runners. Um, big results from the first day that I thought were were interesting. Um, did I notice any at the time? I did have some... Uh, I had one thing I thought that I wanted to check on. Because uh, I thought it was impressive. One, two, three. I, I thought the... Um, Four. The distillers didn't get nil. No, they didn't. I mean, when you when we do the roundup at the, at the end, there's there's you know there's on day on day one that was it that was it the, the the distillers scored on every single team, and I actually think the only team they didn't score on was that Broncos team, um, yeah. and um, I think every team every team had something good to say about the distillers, um, and most of yeah, it was which is um, great news. How much? How, impre- how impressed they were this year compared to last year. Um, like the growth, yeah, considering they haven't they're, considering they're they really... haven't played anyone. Like, um, yeah, yeah, I think that was. Well, I was chatting to them and they were saying that you know they're just so delighted to have been there and play against people that weren't you know each other own team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like <laughs> yeah. we 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 two, felt like two, that after of, our. Yeah, we felt like that after our single season of kind of COVID. Yes, you can train now. Well, we were just playing scrimmages at the end of training sessions, but that's been their reality for like three years now. Yeah. Um, so no, no. yeah, they have the affiliate their final affiliate games this weekend um, in Aberdeen. Assuming that goes all all goes to plan, then um, they've just got the joint training session to tick off, and it'll be good to go. Um, so yeah, I think that was just it was just a really good atmosphere to see them and it was good to see people kind of rallying around them and and chatting away to them. Um Yeah. Yeah. It was it was all good. Um And they had a couple they had a couple of tight games as well. Like that 13-6 with the Silver Cats, that was pretty tight. Um on the final day, they had a good 27-12 to the Chargers. Um so a lot of good, a lot of good play going on. Um, kind of on the other end of the table, the um, the oh, I've lost it now. The yeah, the outlaws. Um, the they went down there by a single point on the first day um, to to Rexy's Midnight Runners, um, and then went on a bit of a run 
um, knocking off uh, the hitches and the distillers and the chargers um, on on day one um, with, a, with a loss, a tight loss to the Broncos at the end of the day. So they set themselves up pretty well with just the two the two losses. Um, they came back on the on the Sunday, um, looked pretty good. Um, I mean, a team with Matt Sage Baxter on it's always going to look good because he is one handsome man. <laughs> um, went down to the Sharks and what at that point was maybe looking to be like a playoff, a playoff preview there, um, and indeed would be the the third fourth game, um, and then got out another win over Flag and Ball Z to to round up their um, to round up their tournament. Um, but yeah, the the sharks and the outlaws yeah. in the at the end flipped it, flipped it a four point game. A four point game is not one that you see very often, but it was a four point game nonetheless. Mm. Um, in the in the third fourth place playoff, it's been some incredible. There were some incredible games and some critical scores. Yeah, they're really good. Like, uh, yeah, it's so much fun. It was good. Uh, good action. They, for they safety, did so well for safety watch as well. Good action for safety watch. There was a couple of. Yeah, I saw a couple of hands clasped together um, over the course <laughs> of the weekend as well. So always, always happy to see that. Um, you know, because I love a good sack race. So yeah, um, playoff. The playoffs though, pretty good. Um, I think every, of the of the championship back bracket, every team. So the Broncos repeated their win against the the Kings. I get, uh, sorry, against the Outlaws. Um, yeah. 14-6, another tight one, another one-score game. Um, and the Outlaws then went to overturn the Sharks. Um, and Rexy's lost their game in the in the round robin to the Sharks by a point um, and then overturned that um, in the playoffs with a 27-12 to make the final. Um, and then the Broncos ran out one point winners in the in the in the final frame. Um, you can see highlights of that game and actually watch the entire thing if you actually want to. Um, and to be honest, it's worth it just for the graphics um, from uh, Andy <laughs> Keith at Media House. Um, they've done really well. He's done really well there, um, like kind of polishing polishing that up, of polishing up what's already a good game and making it um, basically live stream worthy. So well done to him and. Um, Kind of well done Thank to you. The, the organizing team there to make to make that that content, um, which does make us look kind of like we can see the future after talking to the People's Commission um, a little bit before about how teams need more content. Um, here we go, teams creating content, so so that's pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah, and obviously congratulations to the Broncos for going back to back, um, winning the Quake. That would be two Quakes back in in Grangemouth, um, and also. Uh, Rexy's Midnight Runners back to back silvers, and um, this is where my memory lets me down because Edinburgh were at the Mud Bowl Quake, and I seem to remember them doing like all right, but I don't, there's like no, there's like, there's like no record. So, we just finished it with the round robin, it was just the round robin standings. So they must be somewhere, but I yeah. it bothered me that I couldn't remember if it was the same one, two, three. 
But Top Gun were there as uh, well. I don't think so. We, I'm not sure. I don't think we defined a third a three last time. No. I think it was just a Broncos drop playing again in the rain. No. Rex yeah. drop playing again in the rain. No. No. Broncos, you won. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty standard though, because they were undefeated. We'd only lost to them. And then the third team had only lost to us and them. So I think it was pretty well like yeah. It was pretty well defined. Um and they were clearly the best team on the day. So um and they were clearly the best team over the over the course of, of this weekend as well. Um so like you know, I don't I think it's not really breaking news that there's already negotiations to make sure we get the date ready for for next year. So when um when the Ocats choose to make that public, we will obviously share it um and give us a, a tournament to look forward to towards the end of the year which is always fun um, can't wait yeah it, even 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 if it's the only football i play it's gonna be the quake i would be i'll be delighted it was so much fun having the sharks come up um having the guys flag and ball z come up even a special guest appearance from alan mead um yeah alan rocking up was amazing hopefully <laughs> So hopefully he can bring a Titans team next time, and um, and just hope that, that you know at least we can lean on those guys because it, it it's so much fun having having teams that we don't see. Um, yeah, absolutely, and proving us a little bit wrong. We we I think uh, the Sharks made a case to be almost honorary uh, H and C team with how well they played. Yeah, true, true. I mean, they didn't win it. HNC still won. But, HNC uh, still won, but then that's just what's going to happen, isn't it? Um, yeah. So <laughs> the other good thing um, I've spotted on, on social media watch is that the um, Grangemouth Flag Football Club Facebook page are starting to introduce our, um, our brand new... Um, our brand new HNC team, the Great Mouth Phillies, um, who will kick off their season this weekend. So they are introducing, as far as I can tell, every single player over the course of the week with a fun fact about them, um, their names, and where they play, and I guess their kind of their football history, um, which is pretty cool for for like a brand new, a brand new club. Um, and you're gonna it's been really fun seeing just how much football um they've played and how many teams how like the, the widespread of teams they've played for. It's like yeah, it's not like it's just oh here's here's you know the local team. It's like this it's like it shows you just how established that team or how quickly that team can become established when yeah. you see how much football they've got. Yeah, absolutely. Um so we're gonna uh later on in the show, we're gonna be joined by two um WFFL players from the East Cobride Pirates um, to give us a bit of a preview about the um, the upcoming season and what to expect from the newly rebranded WFFL. Um, the Opal series is no more. Um, we don't need any more precious stones um, to describe flag football um, <laughs> or contact football anymore. Um, so um yeah the baffer rebrand the baffer rebrand um has has re- has continued through that um and we're going to be talking to um heather and robin from east Bride 
um, to get us ready for the first game of the season, um, which at one point, kick the season kickoff was going to be in Glasgow. Um, unfortunately, that will no longer be the case. Um, we'll have to wait a couple of weeks to to see um, the the top players in the in the WFFL come come to Scotland um, and play in Glasgow. However, due to the superb and unmatchable facilities available in Scotland, we are going to be very happy to host um, the WFF final in, in December um, at Tory Glen. Um, so that's looking to be a really great event. Um, and we'll just have to see how the season shakes out to see how we get towards... Um, see the towards final day um, and get to watch the playoffs um hopefully from our perspective tom in person yeah i mean that'd be great fun yeah um especially with you know with how how infrequently um the pirates have got to play at home um we we don't really even get the opportunity to think about going so having to then go to that to the point where we can you know, make it to the make it to finals and, and watch that. It'll be just great fun. Hmm. I actually had a really see, interesting yeah. um, conversation with uh, Neil Henderson um, of the Sharks, oh. um, and it was it was an echo to similar conversation I'd had with Alan Alan Mead from Manchester, no um, who were basically just like looking at ASV and being like, like this this place is amazing. And I guess people like me and yourself are a little bit jaded because like, that's where we train in the wintertime. Like we train in there, we're in there multiple times a year. Um, And you never really kind of like forget that it's really good. But like, I always compare it to um, Raven's Creek or Torrey Glen or Orium. Um, You know, places that feel a bit more stadium-esque because they've got the seat, the stand around them basically. Um, and ASV doesn't yeah. have that. So you just kind of, you never, I never really put it on that pedestal. Um, but it did get me thinking that there's, um, yeah, those, those three, there's ASV and there's the one in, the new one in Dundee. There's also yes. the indoor pitch in Glenrothes. Um, and yeah. for those who have listened before, they will also know that there is an incredible and similar facility in Shetland. Um, that you can <laughs> that you can hire out as well. So there's like seven of them of those facilities in Scotland. And it's all nuts. the guys that have flown up are just like, we don't like I wouldn't even know where to go to get something like this. Um so no. it gives me hope well, that I think we, we there was a the end of the there was, one, there was a chat like a few years ago. Oops sorry. Yeah. No 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 when you go I was gonna say there's a chat a few years ago on on Facebook about um, Super Fives being uh, down in England somewhere, and you know, and it's like, well, if it's going to be this time of year, it should be indoors, and they're just like, it doesn't exist, you know, yeah. it just doesn't. Um, I think yeah. the closest anyone could come up with was um, was trying get trying to get convince a Premier League team to let us into there. Well, yeah, facility. that's the thing. It's like you're trying to pick like private. You're trying to get like private organisations because the thing about all those facilities is they're yeah. either public or university which is mad when you think about it well that's the thing like that oh it's it's because the only thing i can only place that we've been able to find that's come close to it outside of scotland is um 
and even then it's out it's outdoor is the facility in west coast of ireland um they have a huge uh, sports facility that's the closest thing we found yes it's um, the um it's the it's the um ga astrodome thing isn't yeah. it yeah it's not called the astrodome yeah. it's not actually called that but it, it looks like that um yeah yeah superb venue there it's, well. it's, it's incredible to think that that's the, the only to have seven in scotland and i mean i'm sure the teams that traveled up and played games with edinburgh and that from from the uh mec and, and some of the teams that came up some of the guys that came up the part of the the super fives the year it was held at um tory glen will will you know will vouch it it's it's they're just there like they're just they're just brilliant um yeah yeah. they're just there and you just book them as like private citizens it's amazing um so yeah um that was a little bit of games up here that was a bit of an aside but yeah um the finals will (laughs) the the regular season and the final one one regular season game and one final game of the wffl will be held in Motherwell, um, because apparently Motherwell is one of those places where you put state-of-the-art facilities these days. Um, <laughs> because that's... Uh, you shouldn't laugh. That's cause... where things go. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's where we're, where we're, we're looking forward to. Um, so join us after a very quick break. Um, stay in the line. Listen to some filler that I'm going to edit in. And we will chat to you later on and you will be hearing from our WFFL representatives after this. Hi listeners, I just wanted to say once again thank you very much for listening. Don't forget that you can keep up with all of our shenanigans and never miss an episode by subscribing on your podcast platform of choice and also chucking our Facebook page a quick like. The show is not what it is without your guys' input, so I would just like to remind you all that at any point you can message us on Facebook or start a fire in the comments with a topic that you think we're missing or should be discussed or just a burning question that you've always wanted to know Tom's take to. Um, We are attempting to be the show that responds to the community and without your input and listening, there is no point. So thank you once again for choosing to spend your time with us. Um, We do appreciate it and we are always blown away by the support that you show us. So I'll stop waffling now and let's get back to the show. And welcome back to The Way We HNC and our special bumper episode. Um, thank you for either sticking with us to get to this point, or as I suspect many of you will have done, skipping forward to the halfway mark and joining us for the good bit. Um, it is, of course, time for me to welcome Heather and Robin from the East Bride Pirates who have chosen to join us today. Uh, good evening and thank you very much for taking the time out of your evening to be on the show oh thank you for having us i know that it's always a popular one for us pirate girls a team when we get to be on and mentioned on here so we always look out for our hnc mentions so thank you for uh supporting us yeah definitely you are 
more than welcome. Um, so first off, all made it through the weekend, happy, healthy, all recovered. No lingering quake injuries for anyone. I'm sitting beside Nikki, who has a fractured ankle, so I'm just going to keep my mouth closed. But I feel, I feel great, and that's okay. Yeah, I, I feel fine. I mean, it's, it's good to be back, though, I think, from a tournament perspective as well. Having done a lot of the kind of season games um, with, uh, you know, full kind of play clock, it was good to get on the tournament kind of momentum of all that kind of uh, stuff. So it was great to be back. I can't wait until next year and we can get some international tournaments on the go as well god what's an international tournament haven't had to haven't, had to, haven't had to cover one of them since we tried to get people to vote for each other at king Bowl. um as long ago as that feels um aren't you guys technically the um, total aside, tangential already early on um are you guys not technically <laughs> the defending king Bowl champions I yeah. think so. Think we definitely yeah. are, yeah. Yeah, did you guys? That was argue with the stats. So that was that hilarious. Was, that was insane. That like literally took. I mean, there was nothing else to do. It was lockdown, but I mean, that took over every yeah. like you know the whole of our like weekend. But I think one. I think that's probably from our point of view was our like team effort. Like we were determined. It was ridiculous. There was like the way in which we kind of hustled behind the scenes in our like group chats to get those votes was just unreal. So. Yeah, there you go. I'm proud of us for uh, winning a random popularity contest. You're telling us every single conversation, every single group chat I was in with you or with Scott, I reckon maybe 15 to 20 minutes. We'd, that was as long as it went before it was like, have you voted yet? It was hilarious. It was brilliant. I mean, to be honest, during lockdown, if you're not winning online popularity contests, what are you doing? So, <laughs> banana bread, to be honest. I think that was the thing. Banana bread. Um, so week one obviously kicks off this week. There was a small um, moment in time where we thought that that would be in Glasgow. That is now going to be week two instead. So you are heading down the road to uh, Clithrow, I think. Is it Clithrow you're in week one? Yeah. Um, for dates with the Coventry Cougars, South Wales Harpies and Warwick University Wolverines. Um, so we'll get to those in a, in a minute, but uh, for those who perhaps haven't kept up with the, the changes to the season this year, um, we'll give everyone a little bit of background. Um, you get to play everyone this year which is exciting. Um, so of the teams that you wouldn't normally get to play, which which one was circled on, on the calendar? I think probably for us, it would probably be Hyde Park because like obviously last few years and the way in which kind of the Pirates trajectory has been going, like Hyde Park are one of the better teams, but we've never met them in regular season. It's just the way in which the league structure was that that was the kind of conference that we never saw. Um, so um, I think for us, we, we met them at um, Flagging New Year. Um, we've met what was them, the result uh, of that, by the way? 
uh, we, you know, that might be one of the ones that we've got. <laughs> most recent matchup with uh, High Park Renegades. But like actually within like, well, Women's Flag Football League, Opal, um, we've not met them um, within the normal league. Uh -huh. I think that that for us is something that we want to have that matchup, especially like last season, um, pre-COVID, that was the one that we were like, we wish we could have had that matchup and we never met them um, in the whole of that sort of season. So for me, that's the one that's definitely I'm excited about. There are other teams on there as well that we're meeting, I think probably for the first time in pirate history as well. So that's quite exciting too. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Um, Robin, is oh, there for, anyone? For the, I mean... Oh, no, Tom has a question. On your go, Tom. Oh, I think... I was going to say for the uninitiated like me, who who are the key players to look to look out for on on the Hyde Park team? So Hyde Park um, actually done us a bit of favour by posting up all of their player profiles, um, so <laughs> we kind of know um, who to look forward to. Um, they've obviously got Jade, um, who's like a seasoned player. She's been playing for so many years, like so disciplined, like just the level of knowledge there is um, crazy. They've got, I think, Phoebe as well, Phoebe Schechter, who obviously, if you don't know, get to know because she's ridiculous. Um, who else have they got? They've done probably quite a lot. So I yeah. think um, through... Um, Marta as well. Yeah, Marta, obviously, as well. So Marta's, again, doesn't need much of an introduction if you follow any form of female flag. Um, so she's obviously a huge kind of um, part of the GB setup and obviously showed that. Um, in Israel before so there's March as well but they have lost a couple of players that have moved to other teams um, mm. but then yeah I think they've got a couple through Phoebe from what I can see is some contact players that are um, that I've sort of met in a former footballing life um, um, before but they've now been kind of recruited into Hyde Park so um, yeah they're announcing players quite often there's a few actually other um, yeah you can just see they've, they've kind of got a few from other teams as well so um, it's a bit of a makeshift team at the moment. Um, I wonder um, how the chemistry is going to be there, how much they've actually got practicing down with the new kind of lineup and stuff. But certainly on paper, there's a bunch of athletes for Hyde Park. So that's quite exciting. Yeah, cool. that's good. Cool. So, yeah, Robin, anyone else that you're circling on your calendar when you saw that you got to play the Southern lot? Um, I think definitely the Cougars as well. Like I personally have Mommy, only played Cougars once or twice. Mommy. Um, <laughs> I'd love, I'd love to try and help you here, Robin. But quite frankly, this is more fun. It's more fun. Um, bring them, bring them on. Lucas, ask oh. Lucas what he thinks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so definitely Cougars. I personally have only played them twice. Um, once when we didn't have a proper QB, and um, the same time was our semi-final. So I think it'll be good to get a proper crack at it this yeah, year, um, it. especially after like obviously with quite a few um, training the GB setup, and obviously like basically the entire squad in the GB setup. That's yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be it'll be a good chance, good challenge this year. Thank you for the oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I I um I was looking around at some of the previous uh kind of the la the most recent national championship results, and I've always been aware of the class that you know is is the Coventry side and how they have been the the dominant team for quite some time. I I did not expect 
when I was sent the records from 2013 onwards to have their to see their record in uh, championship games, um, which was rather impressive. Only you know national champions every year, other than than 2015. Um, so when you know, let's if we go to this weekend when you open up the schedule spreadsheet and week one game one is the <laughs> one two is the four time defending national champs what's like what was the first thing the first thing when you got sent it what was the first thing that you were you thought heather we'll go to you first well obviously we've spoken about the fact that we thought that the game days were the other way around yeah um so we were kind of like, okay, cool. So they're going to come up to Glasgow and, you know, we'll see them there and everything like that. Okay, cool. And then all of a sudden there was just like this update in the event that you're following on Facebook. And then we've got our own kind of like little defensive chat and it was very much a, ooh, juicy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think that, I mean, we're, we're buzzing for it. I think we're really like just obviously excited to get back to playing women's flag. Um, it, it has been literally two years. Um, so we're all really excited about that. And I think there's probably a part of me that's like, we've got like this huge game to start off with, you know, do you not want to kind of have something to sort of build up to, or it's kind of thing. I mean, but then equally it's also exciting that it's the first game, um, you know, just go straight at it sort of thing. So um, yeah, no, I mean, like, we're really excited for it. Um, what we think we need to make sure as well is we don't get blinded by the fact that we've got that first, game that we don't take our eye off the rest of the game day or the like other game days um certainly but um no we're we're buzzing to get sort of started for it really oh, cool yeah so I, mean, uh, I was just having a look through the schedule yeah. oh sorry no, no. i was having a look through the schedule and seeing like it's a shame that you're not getting to play the phillies on, on the opening weekend that um, was gonna be the opening yeah game. that yeah. was the original the original at home yeah the two teams um so yeah, that that is a is is a bit of a shame. So you're gonna you'll have the have the Cougars and then straight on to the the South Wales Harpies and the Warwick University Wolverines. Um, so yeah, do you know do you know a huge amount about them? Or because I'm guessing that a South Wales team are someone that you've not come across very often. So they're two new teams theoretically. Warwick's been around before. Um, they've got a long history um, of producing some amazing players um louise and ellie who again involved sort of gb setup kind of well known in flag they all come from warwick i think there's others as well probably really insulting someone from forgetting they came from warwick to start off with but actually i think um i don't think we've played them i actually don't think we've ever played warwick because they went away for a couple of years sorry should have said that they went away and this is them coming back um but i don't think we ever played them back in the original sort of two first seasons of pirates um, so that effectively could be our first lineup with them. They are a uni team. I know it's obviously difficult for uni teams at the moment because they've not had sports and with COVID, you know, and players kind of coming in as freshers and stuff. You wonder how much they've managed to kind of get planned. Um, but that'll be interesting, totally to play a team blind with no information about them. Um, Harpies, we know a little bit about them. They've got a lot of, um, sort of ex-Black Widow players. So we've kind of met them along yeah. the way. Um, yeah. We're saying tonight, they've got, if you've seen their new shirts, it's- the I was going to say, if you don't know a lot about them, you're going to see them coming. 
Like I'll give you that much um, with their with their new Nola mm-hmm. kit. Um, yeah, just on the on the uni thing, because obviously, given that the the mixed league is over the over the course of the the summer. So, for example, like we know that the that uh, the University of Strathclyde have a have a mixed team, um, but they obviously don't partake in the league. Um, the university team in the WFFL is something that is quite common. Do you do you see like a a year on year performance like change a lot, or is that something that you know the the, the you know the teams that are there are able to keep like a level of consistency, or is it are they can they be a bit all over the place? I think it depends. Like so, our first year in well, sorry, my first year would have been two thousand seventeen. And I obviously didn't know anything about like Sheffield Hallam or Nottingham or anything like that. Um, so I just I'm thinking, oh, like they're a really good team. Um, and then it was the next year that I noticed. So you notice like the kind of ones who are in second and third year, they're like head of the committee, they're taking charge of everything, they're organising it all. But then once they leave, it's, it's a bit rubbish because obviously the ones who are coming up, they've only been there for a year. They're then having to take the reins of training and everything else. So I, I feel like it's a difficult dynamic for them. But for the fact that their team is changing every year, they do a great job for it. Like Sheffield Hallam, Warriors and um, Nottingham Gold, they definitely... They, they use the year wisely, I would say. Like they definitely make a big, a big impact. Um, and you can tell the ones who have are going into their second or third years are definitely a lot more established. But even seeing them come out the other day, and so like a lot of the Hallam Warriors will go and play for the Giants afterwards. And um, in fact, a couple of the Nottingham girls I think are actually playing for Hyde Park now. So it, it is good to see them like go through the ranks and then come out the other end and go into a more established team. Um, I think it's really nice to see, actually. Yeah. So do you find that quite often, like, players that come out of the uni teams, yeah, they they pop up playing for, you know, they go home, as it were, and then they pop up for their local team once they're they're back, is that? Or, I mean, I guess it depends on when you come from, doesn't it? Yeah, so like one of my first memories of playing in Opal um, was back into, it was 2015, it was the Pirates like first season. And I remember um, Emma and Steph, who now play for Sheffield Giants, at the time they played for Nottingham. Um, so that was them at uni and they're still involved in the game now. And that's what I, that, I think that's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Like it really, really is. And then there's other, yeah, there's lots of other ones as well, like um, from the Hallam side of things as well. Um, you have like Tanya who's obviously still involved in the game so I think like for me I think one of the it's great having the uni teams they actually normally would make up sort of four to five teams out of 17 to 18 teams it's a massive chunk of the kind of the league that we've got but you know if you wanted to kind of go onto the the chat of kind of growing the female game like having a university league you know tying into and same for all of flag though to be honest but like certainly like you know, as well for that sort of female side of things is to kind of get a league of the universities to have these teams because then they're the ones that are going to kind of, you know, when you graduate, you go and then either start a new club or you find, you know, your local club and you join them as well. Um, So yeah, university teams are great, but I do kind of like, yeah, you get years where they're really great and they've got a really good kind of chemistry, but then sometimes, as, as Robin says, the next year someone's graduated and it's falls away. Whereas, you know, if you look at the Pirates at the moment, 
we're pretty much, I think when Robin joined in 2017, so you're now talking like, what, you know, four years basically, this will be your fourth league. You know, we've pretty much got the same same set of us really. I mean, a couple of people have kind of come and gone, but we're still this like real kind of real strong core of probably about 12 of yeah. us that have been there since then. Whereas you don't have that at the uni teams. They come, they go, and then yeah. it's back to square one. To you bet you guys better do your masters if you want to get game time next year. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a, that's a really cool thing that we don't see obviously in the mixed league too much. Um, but it's, it's been really cool. Like like you say, seeing, seeing so many players come through and I think I was fortunate enough to get to go to Big Bowl one year. Um, and I think there was about three or four um, women's teams from the UK over there. And the, I think at least two two were, were the universities. It's, 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 it's really cool seeing that coming through. And it's a, it definitely seems to make like the Women's League or the WFFL, sorry, I'll forget Fs somewhere. Um, it definitely seems to make it more like, uh, even more community like kind of based than, than what we, we see in the HNC, um, which is, I think is amazing because of how friendly everyone is anyway. So seeing you guys as a, it's much more like a national community rather than kind of pocketed like it is up here. Yeah, I agree. I think we, I think the community in general for FAGS, fantastic. But um, I, that's, I think that's actually one of the most interesting things. I think when we had the quake this weekend is seeing people that we've not seen So it'll be even more so, I think, on the kind of female side of the game as well, um, is obviously when we see, um, you know, who's, who's still playing, who's still going to be in these teams. I know we've had all these player profiles from the teams going up, but it'll just be good to see, oh, you know, I'm so glad that you're still playing. I'm not seeing you, you know, kind of things like that. So that, that's something to look forward to, I think, over the next couple of weeks as well. Yeah, I think like a huge, a huge part of the mixed season this year was just like catching up with, with people. Um, that you obviously haven't haven't seen, so hopefully that continues with the with women's league. And I guess that's a you know from a Baffa perspective, um, that's a, a good time as any to make a change to um, to make to get everyone together to to play everyone. Um, so we've we've kind of skirted around it a little bit. Um, regular season and finals day in Glasgow. Sykes, when you see that, like how that's pretty cool. Like, we were having this discussion before. Like, has there been a regular season in recent time for the Women's League in Scotland? Because yeah, whenever, I, whenever I chat to you two. guys, you're normally traveling like 2,000 miles. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, back in the day, we, everything used to be in Sheffield, everything. So you'd have five game days in Sheffield or four yeah. game days in the final day, finals day in Sheffield. Um, and like we, it actually came up in my memories on Facebook. We did a fundraising thing where we all kind of cycled and stuff like that. And it was, we cycled like 2000 and something odd miles because that was what it was for every single game day to be in Sheffield. Um, and we, Last two years, um, since we've started going much more into these, kind of, like everyone's kind of gone away from this one centralized thing, we've had two, we've had a game day each year in Ravenscraig. People oh, like it, like people like coming up because it's cold. I don't know if anyone's noticed the weather has turned in the last few days, and that means it is football season for us because as soon as it gets cold, we're the ones that are standing on sidelines in the winter. 
it's not so bad for us it's probably worse for our coaches because we're running around but it is some of the days are horrendous i've had we had one of the days we drove down we were going over like scotch corner mm. and Classic, classic service station. <laughs> we got stuck in snow. The one of the yeah. one of the cars got stuck in snow, and we couldn't get there in time. Like that's how ridiculous it is traveling at this time of year. So people, as much as they're like, oh my god, Glasgow's so far away. You know, cue all, all our kind of responses. But at least when they come up to Glasgow, it's indoors. It's yes. in Ravens Craig. Yeah. You don't have to worry about the fact that it's whatever outside. You know your elements. You know what you're playing up against. The toilets right by the pitch none of it's having to oh don't even start us on that oh my goodness some of the places that we have to play and the toilets are the planning of toilet breaks during an opal game day in pass has been military in precision trying to get that sorted so you can get there and back before the next game day starts the game starts so no i mean we've had one every time in ravens craig okay. um this year of course we have our game day and the finals so we are like we're, we're super excited about it really really excited about it we yeah, were saying earlier just how great it is in Scotland having uh, was it seven? Yeah, we got to we got to seven facilities that are better than anywhere we can think of in England. So, um, finally making use of that for a finals event is um, well past well past due in in, uh, in my opinion. Um, you know, obviously it's a HNC bias, but I just think we should have all the finals up here because it's just better. But you know, I don't. I don't have an opinion on those discussions. I don't have input on those discussions. But if I did, I would just be telling them that yeah, it's just better up here. So, oh, I'm gonna think of the savings. Think of the savings. Um, on the continuation of everything being better up here, um, you guys are obviously on a fairly positive trajectory over the last couple over the last um couple of seasons um culminating in that 2019 um bronze medal um this year you're no longer alone in in scotland and um, we've got the the startup the phillies from grangemouth um whom we've mentioned a few times on the show um and the larger grangemouth um organization are strangers to no one um there's just a, a a great a great and well-run club and they've got their their um ladies team up and running um they're obviously on day one have the same schedule as as you do um however they play the the opposite way around so they're going to go um south wales warwick coventry um If you're a team entering the league in the first time and you're you're looking up to one of the more established teams, um, sorry, if you're one of the more established teams and you're looking down at the rookies, um, is there any any anything that you wish you knew when you first turned up to your first game? And if so, what is it? What do you know now that you wish you'd known on day one? There you go. Honestly, some hard-hitting journalism think, for you. <laughs> I think just don't overthink it. Like the first games we went down for, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a disaster. This is going to go wrong. And I'm going to forget this and I can't do that. And what if I drop this ball? It's like, just have fun. Like, honestly, the, for my first year anyway, like playing again against like the uni teams, I feel as if um, because I was brand new, 
a lot of their players were brand new. It was quite an even match, and it just was such a laugh. Like, I think for the Phillies going up against like the likes of the Harpies, that would be a really, really, really good starter game for them because, again, they're brand new as well. Don't really know much about each other. We don't know much about the Harpies. Um, so I think I think that's like probably the best case scenario for them to start off. Um, again, Warwick as well are basically a brand new team, like in context. So that's a good a good starting point for them. Yeah, the Coventry game will probably be rough, but I think they will learn a lot from playing from players of that um of that caliber. They'll definitely they'll definitely learn a lot from um the likes of like Grace and Kelly and all the really established ones who have been playing this game for years. I think it'll be good to see the difference between playing like brand new teams and these teams that have been established and been around and everybody knows who they are kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think think, from like, I think it's exactly the same. Don't don't overthink it. Like when when the Pirates started, it started on like a, a, a Wednesday night in September and we were playing in the league three weeks later. If we'd overthought that, we never would have got started. Do you know what I mean? Like you have to just kind of go with it. It's the opportunities there and to take it. And I think the Phillies as well, like they are, this is their first league, but they're not a new team. Like they've been at um, Flag and New Year, really, really put like on a a good show. Like really was impressed by them at that. I know they've got a lot of players that are the same. So that's obviously got some kind of continuity there pre and post COVID. But then the other thing is, is so the last Opal, Women's Flag Football League, when it was at Ravenscraig, the, at that point in the league, Saxons had dropped out. So there was a basically a, you know, Manchester and Chorley were traveling up to play two games. Um, so we invited and said, obviously it's a friendly, um, but come along and, you know, Phillies can get some experience. Phillies honestly balled out. Like it was like so good to see. I was like on another pitch, we were playing Chorley, I think for the first game and they were playing Manchester on the other game. And like the number of times when you end up getting like a blooming, you know, Heather, keep an eye on this, this pitch. Cause I'm like, what is happening over there? It was like a proper game. Um, so yeah, they are a new team, but they've got some really good players. They've, when they've been out there, they've put on some really good shows. I think they're going to get, I've said to them already, I was like, you guys are going to get results. Like start, start chill, no, chill out and don't overthink it. Cause you will like through the course of this like season, I think they're going to get some really good shows. So um, I'm excited for them. I'm excited because it's been such a long time coming for them. Um, this yeah. should have happened in 2020, you know. So I'm just excited that they're actually finally getting to start um, on the sort of journey, really. Um, and they've been announcing their players and everything this week, and they look like they've got some a really good team. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, like a lot of their, a lot of their players have played in for other, you know, mixed teams and stuff. And so there's, there's not like they are, you know, day one, one like. Um, you know they're not they're a rookie team but there's there's experience in there um and yeah i definitely i definitely agree with like what you were saying there about you know you've you've got to gain that experience playing up against the be- the best um i've told this story i'm sure numerous times on this show but my my first ever game tom at flagging new year put me in at cornerback against uh, the glasgow hornets um for my first play my was first it hornets or was it uh, sweden no, Sweden was the second game and I got burned over the top um, on a post route. Um, That's right. Yeah, you did that to me as well. <laughs> my, first, my first three games were yeah. uh, the Glasgow Hornets and um, 
sitting next to you, Robin, Nicky was the first auction quarterback I'd ever seen because we didn't run any in the one training session I'd been to, so I didn't know what to do. Um, the second game was against the Baker Street Button Hookers, um, and the third game was Sweden too. Oh yeah, that was my one. That was my welcome to That's football. Rough. That was my welcome to football. Um, so, so it, it sounds like the Cougars what? are in for a similar welcome. Yeah, you know what? After that, Tom, I came back, so it can't have been that bad, can it? Um, yeah, it's fine. Um, it, sounds, it sounds kind of like Cougars are getting, going to get a similar welcome. They're going to have to come up to, come up to, to Scotland and then play the HNC. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, that's two losses, but I mean, it's a good experience for them. <laughs> Our first season, like 20, the 2015 season, like I think when you were saying earlier, like, oh, looking back at the Cougars, like, you know, history and stuff like that, I was like, please don't have those scores from I don't, like, those no, no, first I don't. I, I it was like the in the 60s, nothing against the Pirates. Do you know what I mean? I think like when you look at it like that, God, have we come so far, you know, because yeah, it really was. It was. I don't have any of the scores. I did try to, to go through and kind of find like the full standings from the last little while, but they're, they're not on the Baffle website. So I just got the, um, the, the, the eventual champions and then the top four from last year. So that's all, that's all I got. Um, so I see something um, controversial, Bez. You want to say something controversial? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go on then. Can I? Yeah, go on then. Why is it so hard to find out what happened in the women's football on Baffa's website and on the League Republic? Uh, do you know what? It's, yeah, well, exactly. Because we've, all, yeah, I mean, you it's guys. The patriarchy, Tom. You can say it. What's happened. <laughs> <laughs> Like, who knows? Like, it's as if, I don't know. I, I feel like in the last couple of years, suddenly women's football is starting to get taken seriously. And that means that people actually like record scores and have them registered somewhere. The fact that they're not, the fact that you can literally just get the champions like on that website is, you know, it should be more than that. It's got to be more, you know, information about it and things like that. But, you know, it's, we want to grow the game. We want the female game to get bigger. We want it to, we want more teams. We want more Phillies and Warwicks and Harpies to crop up. That's how we're all going to get better. And we don't want to have to travel 2,500 miles for a blooming season. We want to, you know, and it's not going to happen if it's a secret organization that no one's talking about. It needs to, we need to, we need to shout about it more. It really does need to happen. It's an absolute shame. And, and to be fair, a little bit of a disgrace that it took the women's national team to, to finish um, as well as they did in Israel for it to really start to be you know, common knowledge that there was a, a women's a women's league. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, Opal League. There's <laughs> um, no no uh, no more. <laughs> no more. Um, but no, it, it's shocking. Maybe maybe we'll have to maybe we'll have to kind of quiz Kyle next time he comes on. We were far too nice to him last time, Buzz. We, we maybe have very, to we were go a little bit in on him after. And I didn't get, I did this. not give him a hard enough time at the weekend either. So. Um... I'll need to get on him for that one. Um, so, I mean, well, so I guess now would be a good, as good a time as any to alert the the listening, the the cohorts of listeners. Um, hopefully, we're getting our little spike. Um, that all the fixtures for the WFFL are now on League Republic, so they're all there, um, and you will also get the. Um, the results, the standings, the team stats, the player stats, assuming that people are good with their admin. Um, if the mixed league is anything to go by, some teams are better than others at admin. Um, 
but if you do get if you do go on there you'll be able to see them all um and you can um you can even uh, this is another feature i find you can if you want to you could subscribe to the pirates uh, well any of the team but the pirates and the and the phillies um results and you'll get an email when they're updated and it'll let you know so you you can do that for any team oh, on cool. the republic did not know that nice. but i found out that you can uh, set some email alerts to let to let yourself know how everyone is getting on um, and of course in the standings section you're going to get my favorite little graph which is the position changes one where you can see everyone move around as the season goes on um so so yeah um yeah and there's also a predictor i feel like i should put you guys in the spot and make you feel like the predictor live on air but um <laughs> about, and do some game picks but i'm in a good mood so i'm not going to bother i'm not going to bother um say that's how you lose friends in the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh Tom knows. Tom knows. Um oh yeah, I'm very aware of this. Judging by the judging by the, the state of uh, my inbox occasionally as well. I know that all too well. So um we're gonna we're gonna ignore that for, for now. Um so so yeah, so right, talk us through talk us through the weekend. Are you down and back in one day? Are you yeah, down and back morning. Morning. We're, we're three hours away. This is positively local. Oh, yeah, of I course. Mean, yeah. Like of course. Sorry, sorry. Like I, I still look at like getting to Clitheroe as like getting from my house. Like, but of course, I always forget that it's like three <laughs> hours less from where you guys are. Um, yeah, so that's it's not bad, is it? Where, where, where are you going? So it's, it's three hours and seventeen minutes. I've looked it up, and that's how far we are away. Um, and we're there twice as well. So it's only 157 miles away, um, which in comparison to Sheffield's 259 miles, you know. So not go. that far at all. There you go. I feel like we've played the long game where the years where we would get up at five, drive to Sheffield, play for like a six hour day and then drive back from Sheffield for another five hours and then get home at like 12, one in the morning. And then some years we have to go to work on the Sunday because we were still young and had weekend jobs. Um, but I feel as if I've played a long game now and it's paying off. Now it will be like two game days in Scotland and a couple in Manchester. So I'm sure we're going to hear it though. I'm sure that the other teams will make their voices heard. Do they have to come up to Glasgow twice in a game? Yeah. Sheffield, five times, three years in a row. But yeah, like we've earned it. It was every two weeks as well. It's not even as if like you had a big break in between every two weeks. Like that was a lot. And even like the cost for splitting petrol and stuff, that was wild. Like it was just as it was a long eight weeks, I would say. I'm glad it's I'm definitely glad it's changed. I quite like the eight weeks thing when it's like so we have this whole thing within our club where we're like, right, do you know what? Be obsessed about football for eight weeks put it all in for eight weeks. It's all we've got, eight weeks, that's it. Live, breathe, mm. like everything. It's all about football for eight weeks. And we, like, that's actually, we did really well with that like, the previous to COVID season um, where we had like classroom sessions and we were, you know, obviously we had like two training sessions and a classroom session in between each single one. Um, and it worked really, really well. But I mean, ultimately sticking it all in eight weeks as well, it really is like the afterthought of the year, isn't it? It's like, oh, mm. quick, we've got to fit a flag football league in for the women. Let's just put, we've got this little gap here in the wind, deepest, darkest winter months. Well, that'll do them. So I don't know, like, I feel like this whole 
eight weeks thing it's it is really intense and it's it's a beauty of it we love it because we you know pretty much live in each other's pockets for that length of time it's great road trips are obviously again we're just complaining that we're you know had to travel so far but you know we've got all these road trips together that's why i think we're so close you know so you know swings and roundabouts um but um yeah i just think that it would ideally for things like injuries resting kind of developing especially those uni teams like they're all at freshers week this week they're playing on saturday you know they're probably not even going to be back home over before like the game start off they'll be from anything to my freshers weeks so to go by but like you know like, that kind of way like having they don't have time to progress in that sort of eight week period because they're you know just finding their feet i just i don't know an eight week season it would be it would be nicer if it was similar to the mix where it was you know spread over an extra kind of i don't know month or two just to kind of to get that kind of uh, progression from from start to finish of the league yeah i think the the mixed so, league was interesting this year in the sense that they got a taste of that like compressed week on week off schedule um although you guys don't get by like we obviously in the the odd number of teams forced forced a bye week in the mixed league this year but you guys don't get that so it's the eight week schedule um I guess that fo- does that f- do you guys feel like you have to focus more on like recovery and not getting hurt then because obviously in a mix in a normal you know touchwood mix year it's a game day a month in the mixed league april through september um you know so if you're if you're someone like greg for example you might not miss any games if when you get hurt or you might <laughs> miss maybe one um whereas you know if if you know if Greg played in a schedule like like you guys, you would never play. Um, so do you, is that does that come into yeah. your head at all, or do you just kind of ignore it and hope it doesn't happen? I think Robin and I kind of ignore it and hope it doesn't happen <laughs> quite easily. Um, yeah, we're, not, we're kind of. But that's, I think if you in that kind of the idea of kind of Greg, I guess we have Kerry on our team, and I know that you know she's been sporty all of her life and you know she's you know she's the same age as me we're old girls and you know for her she's had a hard life with our carry when it comes to sport and she's just she just gets hurt a lot easier and you know she's you know all the sort of taping up sort of kind of things like that I know for her if you had that same conversation whereas I'm like ah just get on with it it's fine but for Carrie, I think like for her in particular, like there isn't enough time in between games if you do get hurt um, to kind of to, to recover. I mean, Carrie had like a terrible injury um, two seasons back, which is how many years ago now. Um, and that was it. You know, it's, it's very much you can get. I mean, she had more than a, a season ender of an injury with that one. But you can you can get a season ending injury that's not really that severe because you're not going to get, you know, doctor's going to tell you six to eight weeks and that's you out, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty brutal when you say it like that. Yeah. You're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. We'll end on, we'll end on uh, like a positive topic of of discussion. Um, The top four uh from from last year out uh last time out obviously um coventry hyde park yourself and sheffield um looking around if anyone was if it was any of the other teams 
to were to break into that top four. I'm not going to ask who goes out. I'm not going to do that. We're going to stay friends with everyone in the league. Okay. But if there was anyone with the potential to break into that top four, um, who are we looking at? Do you reckon? Or do you reckon that top four is locked in? Um, I can't lie. I think it will be probably the same top four again. But if I had to choose another team, probably the Cowan Cougars. Um, I know they've got some new players, not new players, but they've got new additions to their team who are more established players, so that adds a bit of experience. They themselves, they, I think they started as like Cougars Youth or Cougars Blue or whatever, um, but it was like all the younger players. So even from that, they've progressed a lot over the past few years. Um, I know Alice has been working really hard at QB. Um, she's like come on leaps and bounds over the past couple of years. So I think if anybody was to break through, it would probably be Karen for me. Um, but it probably would be the same top four, I would guess. Again, I yeah, I'd I'd say if you could kind of call it, it would be the same top four. Um, agree entirely about um Cowan Cougars. Um, and same reasons as well. Like I think um Alice, um, having seen Alice down at GB, like can see more of a maturity in how she's playing. Um, and I think that that's gonna um have like a ripple effect through um. The, the Cowan Cougars um, and again they've got additions so I think that's definitely one um, they've always been there or thereabouts they had um, a, you know the previous season they they didn't do as good um, but I think that they'll be back um, and they've got a point to prove now so I think that always helps when you've got a bit of a, a beef to kind of like go out there and prove yourself I think the other one potentially they finish fifth is Manchester um, we've obviously taken back Julie, who was originally a pirate. She's now moved back north of the border. So she's back to being a pirate. And I know that she was obviously heading up their defense and stuff, but um, they're a good team. They're a good team. I'm, I'm enjoying, we've got them on our second game day um, with Giants. And I think Giants and Manchester will be a good game day um, yeah. as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think Manchester could be interesting. I know that Again, all the rumor rumors that are, are, are circulating. Um, so there's um, Sean apparently is back. So I played um, it is with Sean, and she also used to play flag first two years. She is nippy. She's very. She's a receiver and um, she can play QB as well. Um, she's good. She's really really good. So she'll be a, if she is back in the team. Um, I could just totally be like been hook, line and sinkered that she's not. But anyway, if she's back in the team, she'd be a great addition for sure. Um, that'll be an interesting one. So that could be that, you know, it could just take something like that as well for, for Titans to, to step up to the to, to fourth place as well. So yeah, I, I, I agree. Cowan or, Cowan or uh, Manchester for me. Cool. cool. Okay. Um, to continue with our crystal balling, um, and you can tell me to piss off with this if you want, because team team goals are team goals, and they're they you know they're kept in the locker room. But like, do you do you guys go through that exercise? Is there is there a goal setting exercise that you guys go through? Do you do you have your season plan? And you can just say yes and not elaborate if you want to, or you can you can go down the down the line. Um, obviously, a third place finish is great. Um, being that close must light a bit of a fire under the under the team, especially with a year out? No, I think, like, last 
last season, so 2019 season, um, the previous two seasons, I think we finished fifth. So like from the very beginning, it was like, we are finishing higher than fifth, like nothing, nothing else is acceptable. We're, we can't like, we just can't, we're not taking fifth again. So that was like such a big focus last year that I think once we broke the top three, this year we're kind of just like, I don't know, we're just going out and kind of focusing on our own game. Like we know, we know where we're at and what we can do. We're just focusing on execute on the day I think like we don't we haven't set out this year to say like oh we want this and we want to hit this place or we want to beat this team we just want to give everybody a good fight I think at this point especially since we're going to be playing teams like Hyde Park who have not played before um, we just we, we want to give people a challenge we want to live up to our own expectations because I think we know at this point because we are a bit more established and obviously it's the kind of bounce back year for everybody um, we want to just go out and make sure that we know that we've done ourselves proud and we've done what we kind of came to do this year. Yeah, I think it's that's it. Bounce back year is is literally it. I think I feel like it's actually probably a little bit less pressure this year because I think there's mm-hmm. less expectations because no one's had a fair run at it. You know, I think you know there's times when I start up here in Scotland have been watching on the Instagram mm-hmm. all the other teams as they are training and allowed to do all this stuff down south and we're like yeah I can't even leave my house yet I live in Glasgow I mean like literally I'm stuck here um so I think that it feels to a certain extent that we you know we have been probably training more in the like you know since we've been able to we normally would actually start our training kind of August time going into it whereas we've had a longer sort of running um but I feel like it's not been just it's just COVID isn't it you don't get a fair run at it you know so I feel like it is a bit of a like a, a bounce back year there is less pressure but I know within our team like we just when like we're, it's every single year we have finished the same or above what we've done last year so that's it that's for me is it like that's the goal it's just like third and above that's it so we've got it within ourselves of what we want to achieve on particular game days and stuff like that um but for us as well with not so much concerned about particularly how we start the season. I think with the way in which the structure is and stuff like that, we know we're going to like, the goal is obviously get to finals day and get in that top half of the draw. That's the goal is that finishing up on a high on that day is the most important thing. Um, And I know that from our coaching staff and the experience we've got on the team, um, the knowledge that we've got, like, you know, always on on this podcast and whatever, singing Robin's praises of like, like just in like intelligent, like intelligent football. But that's what we have. We were once described as an efficient team, and we were mega insulted by that because we were like, "How dare you?" Is basically, you know, like we're not the athletes. But do you know what? We've we've got the smarts, and we've got like coaching staff that have got the smarts. So when, if you look at last season, when we had a game day that didn't go well, we went back and we studied and we classroom sessioned and we came out of it and we totally turned the, the, that particular result around on finals day so that's it we're not for us it's about where we finish this season and it's that energy going that way towards finals day that's really important that's what we speak we're talking about because that is it we don't want to peak too soon don't want to get injured we don't do all those sorts of things so that's for us is the big thing is to end up on a high and we did it last season and that's the, the goal for this season as well cool here we go. Nailed I mean, it. I'm ready to I'm ready to run through a wall. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> go team. <laughs> go team. Enjoy. Have fun. Um. 
so we joked a lot about in the mix season um about how it would be friendly and everything with this asterisk here until the first game so since you don't have the the asterisk doesn't exist you know it's a national championship season you know you're playing everyone there's going to be a national winner like is that kind of that kind of chilled kind of factor does, does that does that even how long to, how long until that goes because like you've all kind of said oh we're looking for it to come back bounce back season like how long does it last go on if you if you met Carla and Kerry and us, it doesn't they never exist. I mean, <laughs> it's just like like yeah, it's it's like for us, it's we're always kind of feisty and you know just wanting to play. Um, so like yeah, the two of them give us the energy to kind of even after like kind of quake and stuff like that when we're pretty knackered this week. You know, you get them to a training session and stuff like that, and you're focused straight away. You know, so. Um, no, we're like, yeah, for us as well, I think have, it's having that anticipation of this league, there, it is different to the, the mixed with the asterisks, you know, we're, we are, we're ready to go. Like, that's it. We, we know what, we've got our eyes on what this actually is. This is, this is like the first, this is probably like, I guess it's got this slightly different structure, but it's got the, it's probably the most meaningful football that's happening since COVID because it actually is the same prize as opposed to, yeah this kind of you know regional thing from mix so yeah this is us back to normal guys this is this is it it's only normality and onwards and upwards from here i feel like it's usually like you for the ones that play in mixed league like mixed league's like 100 percent like it's all go you have to like put literally everything into it and then it comes to women's league and it's like it kind of like tapers back but you can take your foot off the gas a little bit Obviously, you still got games to play, and you still got to compete, but like it's just a different pace. But I feel as if this year it's like the complete opposite. Like I played the entire mixed league, and I was like, no, no, like okay, that's fine. Like just turn up, play games. Like we're all friends here; it's fine. Like it's not a big deal. But it's like completely the opposite now. We're all like so game ready because we've not had proper like competitive female football in so long. It's, it's exciting. Yeah, you can tell. You can tell it matters. You can tell like there's no there's no bullshit around it. Like it matters. You can see the the, yeah. the chin, the, the the wee grins are coming out. It's <laughs> it's like yeah, it's, it's like it matters. You can see already. It matters. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, this is it though. It's like this whole thing I think with the pirates is that we've had it before where other teams have said, "God, you you guys are so like you just play for each other and you you know and it that's yeah and I, that's us like." Once we get down like to game days and stuff like that, like we're such a tight little unit. I say little unit. Obviously, we're like somehow we went from being like, oh, I don't know how many people are going to come back after kind of COVID. We might not have the numbers. We're back to being like a full big team again. Like, and it's brilliant. Like, but I do imagine that other teams sort of look at us lot kind of like, you know, strolling in with our like weekend luggage, even though we're only there for like three hours because we need to do four changes during the day. Um, but like you know, we just like scroll onto the pitches on mass. We've got to look in like we'd be terrifying for some of these new teams, but we're not. We're lovely. I promise. I promise. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's cool. No, no. I yeah. I look. I I completely agree with uh, with you there, Robin, about how yeah the mixed season did feel a little bit just like a kind of hey guys, <sighs> like just kind of like wandering wandering back into mm -hmm. it, you know, other than that one game. Um, but. Um, um, yeah, if you were there, you were there. Um, so, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward. I'm glad that the energy is, is definitely high for, um, 
for for the for the women's season this year because um yeah i'm i'm looking forward to to keeping an eye on it and um the plan is currently for us to us to be down there for finals um at the very least um so yeah i'm looking forward to to kind of being able to get more involved than than we have done previously um so yeah, I guess I guess that's that's us guys. Just want to say like once again, like thank you guys so much for for taking the time out um, for for coming on um, after all your your extra training and your reps that you've been doing. Um, it's it's great to to have you. You're always welcome. Um, and yeah, from us and and Greg, he did send me a text saying that he would both say hello and good luck for the uh, for the for the weekend. So. Yeah, thank you guys. Everybody. Yeah, you guys, you guys have been great. Everyone in the H and C is actually fab. Like even at Quake, everyone's asking about what's happening with women's and stuff like that. So like all the H and C really do kind of get behind us, and I know that you guys are going to get behind the Phillies and stuff as well. So yeah, keep asking us questions about it, and keep you know encouraging all your female friends to come and get involved and stuff as well. But no, definitely like thank you to you and thank you to the rest of the H and C because like. The messages that we get on game days and stuff like that from like different people from different teams that we know through mixed um like supporting us and stuff it's it does yeah we love it so yeah thank you you are you are more than welcome um and yeah we'll definitely try and get you back guys back on as the season progresses um so that is our show for today thank you everyone for listening as we mentioned earlier you can keep up with all the action on both the team's social media pages and don't forget to subscribe to your email from league republic as the scores get updated um it's a genuine thing it is a genuine button on the results page um, you can actually do it so um please go and do that i'm going to try it and see what happens later on um so it is good night from from everyone here so it is uh, good night from robin night. it's good night from heather Good night. It's good night from Tom. <laughs> Tom's just going to giggle. Uh, good night. And it is goodbye from me. That has been the way we hate see it. Remember that you can be sure to never miss an episode of The Way We HNC It by subscribing on whatever platform you listen on and ensuring that you leave us a couple of stars as a review um to be honest we're not entirely sure what that does but if you enjoy the show give us some decent stars and tell your friends and if you don't enjoy the show then feel completely free to tell nobody about it you tried you didn't like it but hey at least you tried and at least we got here and to be honest you must have liked it a little bit because at the here at the end of the show you're still listening Speak soon, everyone. Have a great week. Hey, hey, Bez. You forgot about me. Why shouldn't you trust theirs? Because they're always up to something.